0: Hello everyone, I am Jorge Madden, and this is the Playa Provides podcast. I am beyond excited about this second episode. I have recorded a conversation with two extraordinary people who were complete strangers before Burning Man. And when you hear the details on how they met out there at the Playa, your mind will be blown. Before we dive into that, I would like to thank you for all the messages of love and support after the first episode. I would also like to modify my disclaimers after some really good advice and feedback that I have received. I previously said that I don't want to be your main source of information on what Burning Man and the Ten Principles are, but I realized that to reach a wider audience and be a little bit more inclusive, uh, it would be good if I discussed at least some of them. I want to explain some really basic uh, concepts about Burning Man before we dive into the story. Burning Man is a temporary city that is built in the middle of Nevada's Black Rock Desert, By 80,000 people, it only exists for a week. The rest of the year, that desert is completely empty. The shape of the city is a circle with an open top part. The way you navigate the city is by thinking of the circle as a clock, where the north side would be 12, and then the East is 3, south is 6, and west is 9. This circle is open from 10 to 2. So if you imagine that clock, the top section of that circle from 10 to 2 has nothing on it. That's what we call the Deep Playa. And then the rest of the city is this massive circle with concentric streets from the center to the outside, that are named by letters. The size of the circle is a little bit more than two miles diameter. And then if you think about these concentric circles, the inside circle is around 2.2 miles. That is uh, what is called the esplanade. And the most outside street, which is K, is around four and a half miles long. In the middle of this circle, is where the man is. Is this big effigy of a man that every year is a little different, but that's kind of your center point and your aid to navigation. Wherever you see the man, you know that's the circle of the clock and you can orientate yourself to go towards the ten side or towards the two side. And if you keep going north, on on, let's say where 12 o'clock would be, that's where the temple is. The temple is a large structure that serves as a memorial and it has a very special significance in Burning Man. I don't want to dive into it right now. We'll probably have episodes about it later, but just look it up. I just want I just want you to understand more or less what this uh, space distribution is so that you maybe know when our guests are talking about where they were, where they were going, where they met, you have a better idea. The most important aspect about this gigantic temporary city is the law of the land, the Burning Man 10 principles that everything revolves around while you are there, which are radical inclusion, gifting, decommodification, radical self-reliance, radical self-expression, communal effort, civic responsibility, leave no trace, participation, and immediacy. In this episode, you're going to hear a story that has a lot to do with radical self-reliance and gifting but it also finally embodies the true meaning of Playa Provides. So this is my first guest for the Playa Provides podcast. Her name is Mars Encarnacion. She's originally from Philippines, uh, currently lives in Macari City in Metro Manila. She comes to the U.S. pretty often to visit her mom and friends in Los Angeles. And she also comes to Boston to attend school at the MIT Sloan School of Management. Uh, Her last trip to the U.S. uh, was uh, mainly to come to Burning Man for the very first time. She was camping uh, with the Colorado Hex Camp at 10 and 8. She had never, ever camped before. She was literally the first time to pitch a tent at Burning Man. At The Default World, she left a role as COO of a real estate development firm to partner with a friend in a surgical video journal, Jomi.com. Mars likes street and landscape photography. She writes poetry. She does uh, some volunteer work to save the Philippine eagle. She likes to sketch, draw, sing, and loves being in the water. She's a scuba diver, loves to snorkel. I think you have a a pretty interesting idea of who Mars is. A virgin burner uh, with a lot of creative activities that she likes to do. It's always interesting to see somebody who has such an interesting life out of Burning Man, see how it all develops once they're there. Hello, Mars.
1: Hello. <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty weird that listening to, to something like that about me being, you know, uh, relayed by, by, by someone coming from Brooklyn. And yeah, hello. Hello, everyone. Hello to your listeners, Jorge.
0: Yeah. So- hello from L.A. Yeah, you're you're in LA now. You're just yeah. coming back from from Burning Man and and oh. understanding what we call the decompression. What oh wow, yeah. What means to come back from the crazy Burning Man experience back into the real world, especially into LA with traffic and and stress and <laughs> crazy <laughs> people everywhere, crazier than in Burning Man almost.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like there was a brief moment when I wait like came here, when I arrived, I, I would tell myself, take me back to the dust. No.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, you, th- you, <laughs> you thought you would miss the comfort, but not <laughs> that much.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's like something, when, when I came back here, it's like something new is, uh, you know, right before my eyes, and yet it's also familiar. I don't know how to describe it. It's like everything is fresh. Everything is fresh.
0: Well, with new uh, perspective.
1: I, I believe
0: so. Yeah, and this year was also the the theme of Burning Man. This year was metamorphosis. So, oh wow, yeah. Uh, you know, for a lot of people that meant uh, just build uh, art cars in the shape of a butterfly. But mm-hmm. I think uh, a lot of people that I have talked to really felt some kind of transformation this year that was uh, pretty interesting. And yeah,
1: you you can see that again. Yeah yeah like me personally, so there, are, there were a lot of changes in, in, in my life in my, my career, for example. This is the you mentioned earlier that you know I, I left real estate and, and joined a, a surgical video journal in, in Boston. So this year th- that's the first change that I encountered. So if you're talking about metamorphosis, I mean I'm your your model girl for that.
0: <laughs> that's great. In the introduction to the podcast, I said that the reason why we're interviewing you today is for a story that has a little bit to do with radical self-reliance, with gifting, and overall with the name of this podcast, which is Playa Provides. So I would like you to to tell me your story. Let us know with as much detail as you want what happened to you in one of those mornings in your very first Burning Man out there in the Black Rock City Desert.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's uh, very fresh, very fresh in my memory. Uh, I, that happened on a Tuesday morning, actually. So that happened on a Tuesday morning. The day before that, Monday, I, I a friend visited me in, in camp. And this friend of mine, the shout out to him, Nikita Bernstein, is actually the guy who introduced me to the burn. So he, he is a, he, I, I'd say he's a vet, not the first time not a first time burner. He visited me and asked if I was doing okay. And I said, yeah. And I told him, I surprised him. I said, guess what? I, I brought a bike. And he knows that I don't know how to ride a bike. So he, he, he told me, oh, oh, come on, let's go out. In, under the sun, and you know, let just try it out for the first time. So I did, uh, but it wasn't really the successful as a first-time rider. And you know, you know how it goes. So I, I kind of gave up after like like five, ten minutes. Then I said to myself, okay, I'm not gonna stress myself out. There's still tomorrow. I'm gonna ride my bike tomorrow morning. So at at like uh, uh as soon as the sun rises. So what I did was I went out on this. This is now Tuesday, so I went out and I said. Uh, the earlier the better because there's no pressure for me because like there's very few people in the morning at the playa and you know if ever like i, I crash my bike i mean there's be there'll be like less casualties that's that's what i was thinking and so i i just took my bike uh i wasn't riding it i was just like trying my best to stay on the seat <laughs> and uh like pedaling one from one leg after another and, you know, struggling from, from 10A. And I went to, to the temple. And then when I went back, I was really like poof. I was like dehydrated. I was tired. And, and then it happened. So midway from uh, the, temp, the temple to back to my camp, I just stopped. Now I was really struggling. And I told myself, okay, I'll just have the space. I'll just take a breather. And then from my periphery, from the right side of my periphery, like I saw this this tall, tall guy uh, who actually stopped and asked me how I was doing. And I said, ah, I, I, I told him, yeah, hi, good morning. I, I'm, I'm just, you know, learning how to ride a bike. And I saw the, 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 the reaction on his face, like he was sur- kind of surprised that I was just learning how to ride a bike. And he approached me. He got off his bike. He approached me and, and, and offered help. He said, okay, I, I'll, I'll teach you. I'll help you. Being the second day after Burning Man, I wasn't really, not really comfortable, but I, I'm, I still get surprised when people reach out to me and really like, genuinely, genuinely offer their help and offer their time. But, you know, I, I, I hesitated a bit, but I accepted this man's help. And he introduced himself as as Jeff, so I said, okay, l- let's do this. So you know what Jeff did? He like he he grabbed at my bike handle. And he said he just told me, okay, just sit comfortably and then just put your your, your feet from one pedal over the other, and then I'll, I'll run behind you. And for me, that was like, you will do that? And I said, okay, let's give it a try. And so. I pedaled, he pushed, he ran, and boy, like, Jorge, I mean, I could hear him panting. Even, even to this day when I'm relating this story to you, I can still hear him panting. Like, he, he worked that, that, that uh, bike so much. Um, he really helped me out. And uh, he stayed with me for, like, I don't know, it felt like five, ten minutes, maybe even more. Um, he stayed that long enough for us to have this this conversation because I told him that you know, uh, uh, Jeff, I, I wouldn't want to take your like morning away from you because I, I, I know that he was on his way to the temple then. And he said, he said something, he told me that, um, when he woke up that morning, according to Jeff, uh, uh this is not verbat- verbatim, but this is how I remember it. When he woke up that morning, he said, he asked himself what his purpose was. And, uh, when he saw me struggling at the playa, he knew that I was his purpose, something like that, something like that. Um, and his purpose was to help me out. I was just silent. I think it was the most beautiful, awkward silence that I've ever been into. Uh, it's so beautiful how he said it i I wish I could recreate it like what how he said it it was like uh it gave me comfort. it gave me like the realization that this guy is genuinely helping me out, and I know that uh, i I needed to accept that gift and I thanked him and there was one uh, word that he also said that. I'm helping him more than he's helping me, and 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 that you know really hit me. And so we we continued on. He he still you know pushed me. He ran behind me. He ran beside me. And uh, and I said you know Jeff, I, I'm really struggling. I'm really struggling. And he sat down and you know intently he told me that you know. Everybody is struggling with, with, with something. And you, Mars, are struggling with something that's learnable. So I, I, it's amazing how he said it. And those words that, that Jeff told me, actually, I took them to heart. And the entire week that I was in the playa until the 3rd of September, Every time that I'm struggling with something, whether it was riding learning how to ride a bike, doing my duties in camp, my volunteer work in camp, anything at all. I will always hang on to those words that we are all struggling with something that's that's learnable. So um I don't know, that's the, the the brief end of it. And I've had other encounters during the entire week at the playa, but this is by far, I'd say one of the most, if not the most, uh, you know, amazing experiences that I've ever had
0: there. Wow! It's so nice to hear the story from you. The way I found you is because you somehow described this story on Facebook, trying yeah. to find Jeff back, and and yes. we actually found him. And I think I actually I, he's trying to 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 join us. Jeff, if you can, yeah, I don't know if you can hear us or talk, just try to talk, and, and we'll see if we can add yeah. you too. We're
1: trying to find you again.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's he's. I can see he's he's so He's going well, in and he's going uh, in and out. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out.
1: We're but, still looking for you.
0: Yeah, but you know, this
1: will be the first time for me to talk to him.
0: Yeah, really. So so. How- yeah. So you, uh, I know that you were looking for him, and you and yeah. you have connected through yeah through Facebook, Facebook. Yeah. yeah, and I think he's in San Diego. You're in LA. You're you're not that far.
2: Hi, hi guys. I'm here.
0: Hey, Jeff. How are you doing? <laughs>
2: we found you again. I'm good. How- hi. <laughs>
0: hey. This is gonna be a little chaotic, but we'll we'll try to ed- edit it later. So that everything makes sense. So uh, we just have uh, Jeff Rosales on the phone uh, that uh, he is trying to join us. Uh, I want to say in a very burner way, like using whatever means, <laughs> whatever means he has available, doing the most of uh, the situation. Jeff is uh, originally from LA. He lived in Brooklyn, New York, for 16 years, and now has been living in San Diego, California, for one year. This last burning man was his ninth consecutive burn, and he was staying at Camp Contact, which is a large organized camp, part of the Ana village. Previous to that, he had always been an independent camper, and he had camped with land grabbers. And the reason why he's back in California right now is uh, to learn acupuncture and Chinese herbal medicine. Jeff, I'm very, very happy that you could join us. Mars just gave us the recollection of her morning and on how she was struggling on her very first burning (laughs) Very, very first time ever trying to ride a bike. Very first time ever for many, many things. And how you showed up with not only her bike lesson that she really needed, but some really interesting advice and, and very interesting comments on why you were doing it. So, why, why don't you tell us yeah. a little bit about how you remember that morning?
2: Oh, absolutely. So, um, that morning, so one of my uh, sort of the ways of being at Burning Man. I particularly enjoy the morning hours. So, and, and usually the morning parties uh, more so than say the midnight hour and the time between that time and maybe three o'clock. So what I normally do is well, I'll sleep in that time, especially somebody that sleeps in a tent. It's a cool time to be asleep. Cool. From the temperature perspective. And, uh, and so I'll wake up maybe around anywhere between three and four and um I will get dressed and find an outfit and then I'll just ride out to the deep playa usually. And so I did this and it was the first night actually that I was going to be out. Uh, I had gone to, um, build week this year. So I I helped build the camp, um, which was really uh, a very fun and interesting way to experience Burning Man. Um, and, but it had been exhausted and this was the first time I think it was like Tuesday. I'm I'm not sure. I don't really remember. It is. But I think it's like Tuesday. Was it Tuesday?
1: It is. And, uh, it was.
2: Yeah, yeah. And so I had when I woke up and I was dressed and I was getting ready to go. I, I two of my campmates uh, and new friends had invited me to a party, and so I went out with them and uh, and we got to the party. But I I also realized. As soon as we got out into the night or the early early morning it wasn't it was still dark when we left uh that I was dressed too cold and uh I was uncomfortably cold and i what i what i what ended up happening uh I had taken some mushrooms I don't know if this is okay to say on this podcast, but I had taken some mushrooms, and what I think in hindsight happened was that uncomfortability started um playing with the idea of being uncomfortable in general and starting to feel like I didn't know where I belonged. And so when I got to the party, both of the campmates went straight into the party and I, I got off my bike and I walked towards the light, the sky that was starting to light is starting to become uh, light because of the sunrise. And I, and I stayed out there until sunrise and, and I walked between some of the bigger parties that were happening out in Deep Playa and none of them attracted me. I, I, I felt for whatever reason, I didn't feel comfortable going into these places. And I, so I, I just decided kind of uh, by default to have a, a solitary time. So I, I walked out and I, I saw the sunrise and, um, and it was beautiful. It's the, one of my favorite times, if not the favorite time that I, I have during the day at the playa. And so I eventually, once the sun was up, I walked back towards my bike and I decided instead of, going to parties that I was just going to explore the art, which is something I hadn't done yet. And so I got on my bike and I was riding around and I was finding interesting places and it was very nonverbal. I wasn't really talking to people. I was just sort of observing and, and enjoying it and you know enjoying the warmth as the, the morning started to warm up and the sun was in the sky, and, but really feeling kind of uncomfortable. I, I, I meditated for a bit a couple of times actually, once just sat down in the middle of the playa and another time I found an art piece that actually had uh, a little like Shiva uh, kind of statuette and a a sitting cushion specifically for that and it was in the shade. So it was really kind of beautiful and and perfect like the way the playa provides these things sometimes. And, um, but anyway, at the moment that I, Uh, To me, the recollection of everything they have in the morning is is a little bit fuzzy. Um, And I'll be quite honest, until I read Mars' description that randomly popped up on one of my Burning Man group feeds, I completely forgot about this interaction, like completely forgot about it. But at that moment, I was stopped on my bike, not moving, just contemplating going to the temple, facing towards the temple from, uh, say, the 10 o'clock side and i was in my head which is where i was all morning thinking what am i doing here what what am i supposed to be doing right now i don't i don't i felt a lot of confusion and then right in my vision sight without even having to turn my head i see this woman struggling on a bike like and struggling in this way that i was like this person needs help and i let go of everything that I was thinking and I just followed my instinct to go and see what I can do for this person. And so I went and I met Mars and she was sweating and she seemed retired and she seemed super frustrated. And so I just, I think I just introduced myself and said, hi, you know, good morning. Um, What's going on? And then she says something to the extent of I'm, I'm, I don't know how to ride this bike and I run out of water. I'm going back to camp to get some water. And so, um, you know, it it was, it was immediate, the transformation that happened with me because I was able to then completely get out of my head and focus on helping this person, this burner. And, you know, through the course of our interaction, found out she was from the Philippines, found out it was her first, and found out she didn't grow up riding a bike um I talked to her about some Filipinos that I grew up close to having gone to Catholic school when I was a kid and um and my relationship with them and food and and <laughs> being uh, uh, a growing adolescent at the time like they always had food in the house and how how much I loved that experience and and that so much of the kids called me Koya Jeff which was like a, a respectful form that, that, uh, in the Philippine culture, mm-hmm. you would call like maybe an older Brother. cousin or even a sibling or whatever it might be. And, uh, from my understanding. And, um, and so we had these conversations in between pushes <laughs> because I would say, I think I said, I don't know if I said, but I said, you know, this is how I learned how to ride a bike. And so I said, I'm going to push you and you pedal. And so I got off my bike and, and we did that. And so I would run in back of her and push until we were both tired again. And then we would stop and I said, okay, stay right here. I'm going to go get my bike. I'll be right back. And she would say, no, no, you don't have to do this. And I'm like, no, honestly, you're helping me more than you could possibly know. And so I ran back and I get my bike and then we would, I would be out of breath and we would talk some more and find out a little bit more about who each other were and what was going on. And in the end, um, my two last things, I think I said was, first off, your back tire is very low, which is going to make it very difficult to ride this bike anyway. And, uh, and then the second thing is that you're trying to push your bike with your sitting on the seat. And I go, you know, if you want to rest a bit, you can just walk your bike. (laughs) And and, and uh and so I think that eventually I left with that, and I wished her well and i i I with lots of luck that I hope that she learned to ride her bike, and I also gave her some water, obviously because I had water, and she had none, and so she drank water and and that was the first thing I think that okay, first we've got water we can we can deal with that problem right now and and let's let's do with the next one. okay, you're learning how to ride a bike, let me see if I can help you uh learn to ride the bike and uh and I, I felt like, dang, I, it would have been really amazing to see her write off, you know, like <laughs> on her own. And, and that, but that didn't end up happening. But, uh, but anyway, uh, I ended up. It completely changed my day. It turned around. I, I, I really enjoyed the art that I saw afterwards, and going back to the temple and, and I just really had an amazing day. I went back to camp and, I did ecstatic dance and, I connected with the people that I didn't know there really well and. Had a lot of hugs and and it was a beautiful thing and and honestly it was the turning point for that uh, trip that I was having that had started so early in the morning sort of on a on a on an awkward foot and and it actually really really set me straight and so I think even in our conversations afterwards I said you you have no idea you actually helped me way more than I think I helped you uh, and that's really how I feel about it I um, and and what I learned also from just in general is that instead of being focused on what do I need or where should I be or where do I fit in? It's like, how can I be of service to people? How can I help people? And this is, you know, I'm involved in Chinese medicine because of this, because in acupuncture so that I can help people. And I know that that's where I need to be. And, and it was a correct, like, it was like, hey, get out of your head, do what you know what you need to do. And what it, for me, that meant how can I help? How can I be of service here? You know, this is how, how do we help each other get through this crazy adventures that we've all put ourselves on? And and so.
0: This is really good. Um, Actually, well, I guess Mars has told that something that I found very funny of her post in Facebook where she was trying to find you is I need to find Jeff to say thank you. And to tell him, and to tell him that I know how to ride a bike now.
2: Uh she actually
0: actually figured it out so that is uh, in case anybody was still wondering Mars knows how to ride the bike now (laughs) and and, oh man and 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 the rest of the advice that you gave her about uh, tire pressure and walking the bike I'm sure was also precious but all these stories like listening both stories both perspectives from a virgin burner from a ninth-year veteran burner, a couple of the things that come to mind to me is uh, I was talking about the radical self-reliance, how silly and stupid that can be. Like, you can think that you're ready to do something, and you know what you know. You may also know the things that you don't know, but the things that you don't know that you don't know are the things that are going to be in trouble. Like Mars had a bike... She was, you know, like she, she thought she had everything she needed. She was fine. She She actually went out in the early morning so that there would not be a lot of people and it wouldn't be very hot. Yeah. It
1: and, wouldn't be so embarrassing.
0: Yeah. So, you see, like like you actually with the, your best intention and, and you actually prepared yourself the day before to, to go on that bike trip that ended being... At some point, a little challenge or a big challenge, <laughs> let's say. And and then you run into Jeff, who is not only doing an obvious act of gifting, but he's uh, also talking about a lot of very deep topics like being of service and just like focusing on sometimes our number one question that we should ask in any situation is, how can I help? Most of the time, you know, we're trying to demand stuff or, or you know, just ask the wrong question. Like if you walk into a room and the first thing that comes out of your mouth is how can I help? You will be immediately given a mission and, and you would be of help for your community, which is excellent. And it's part of this communal effort that we are all in, not only in Burning Man, but hopefully in the world, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. Yes, agreed. Yeah, absolutely. I think. I think. I think. Also, when, when One of the things that that Mars expressed was that she was struggling, and and I and I was like, you know, everybody's struggling, everybody struggles. But that what the cool thing about her situation is that you're struggling with something that people can master, and, and in fact, little kids do all the time. So you know that you could actually, without a doubt. Learn to do this like this is not something that you can't handle you can do this you can do this and 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 I think I looked at you and said you can do this
1: you did
2: (laughs) you can learn this we we, you've got this and okay and I go so I'm going to help you okay and she's okay because I think at first she was embarrassed and didn't want you know she didn't want me like no 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 like it's okay I'll, I'll be fine and i'm like no you need help for you can, it's very obvious to me <laughs> um and so yeah. i uh I, it, she looked so hot and so perspiring and and then she said she had no water and then you don't want to be in the middle of the play with no water you yeah. know so um so,
1: yeah, no. a mistake.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it was
2: a very it was uh it was a, it was fortunate for both of us, but I also think that that's just sort of the way it works. You know, I, I, I I literally was in my mind, questioning what I'm supposed to be doing with myself. And then in my line of vision pops Mars. And when she was, mind you, maybe like 500 yards away, she was a ways away, but I can see this struggling person in the distance. And so I just immediately rode over and thought, okay, this is what this is the answer to my question. This is where this is what the universe is giving me right now uh, to respond to what I've just asked for. And so not knowing what the situation was, just knowing that it looked like there was some help that needed to happen there. You know,
0: yeah, and also the, the way you're describing it uh, reminds me of, again, something that's very related to the metamorphosis theme. And it's, uh, I don't know if you guys know about the parable of, of the lobster and how, how lobsters grow. And yeah. it's uh, basically a lobster, when it starts growing, feels very uncomfortable and feels a lot of pain uh, inside her shell. Mm. And then she needs to get rid of the shell and hide under the rock to grow a new, bigger shell. Yeah. And mm. the, the moral of this thing is that times of pain and discomfort are also signs for times of growth. So yeah. being uncomfortable is uh, sometimes that uh, we should not be so afraid of, and we should embrace it a little bit more. And most definitely, if uh, you have... Um, a wonderful mentor helper that comes out of the blue to, to give you a hand with growing your new shell and getting over this struggle that you put yourself in. I mean, it, it was you going out there. Yeah. Like you didn't, you didn't really know where you were going into. You you run into this big problem, but there's help and there was you conquering the challenge and this is absolutely um one of these stories that as simple as it is is also so magical and so big and it describes in so many ways what playa provides means mm. and i'm i'm so happy that you guys could join me to to tell some details about it and yeah. just Share, share it with people and hopefully uh, this will encourage more people to share their magical stories and spread some positivity and and spread all these messages that that you both have shared yeah. is, there, is there anything else that you guys want to to share uh, with our listeners of playa provides any other thoughts or any any other ideas sure.
1: Yeah I think it's also from another perspective I think it's also important that of course giving is important gifting is important I think it's also important for receivers like me I I I'm on the receiving side of that yeah. it's also important for receivers to recognize when they need need they need help it, when, it's important for them to you know recognize that there are people around you who are ready to help and there are people around you who are genuinely uh, there for you, whether it's momentary or for, for a lifetime. And one thing more is that what you do with a gift is actually as important probably, as important as w- what you give as a gift. So it doesn't stop yeah. there. When, when, when a person receives a gift, uh, it doesn't stop with a thank you. It actually starts with, with something. It snowballs into something like, when Jeff gave me the gift of you know, teaching me how to ride a bike, it wasn't just that. He gave me the gift of, you know, his his words, his wisdom. And I received that and I, I, I I'm using that every day of my life now. So um, oh. it's 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 not just this it's not just the bike. Um, it's a, it's a very nice story. And in, in Facebook, I posted the picture of that mint green bike by the man. And it's just like the tip of the iceberg. It's just a representation of what changes in perspective that it has given me. So because I like I grew up in the family, I'm the eldest of three children. I have two brothers, two, two ugly brothers now. I have two brothers. And... <laughs> and as the eldest, I mean, Jeff would, would, would probably know this. Um, I, I, I'm used to giving. I'm always on that end of of giving, even at work. So I'm used to like giving. So it's not, it's not a default for me to be on the receiving side. So not Mm. that I'm not thankful for it, but it's just that it's, it's how I was reared. So for me to be, Present in that moment with Jeff, like readily giving his time, his wisdom, his effort—I mean, everything. Um, it's just spectacular how everything has unfolded. So even even in the even in the comments that I received on Facebook before I finally found Jeff, everyone was like uh, they were touched by the story, and I said, "Oh my goodness, how myopic of me." To just to just like I w- because my purpose in posting that was just to reach out to Jeff, and I mean maybe by some remote chance my, my thank you would reach it, but it didn't dawn on me that the story was like it reached out to a lot of people, it affected a lot of people. you know people are invested in the story now because they could relate to it, and they could relate to the words that you you shared with me, so let me just make this official. thank you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
2: you. <You're> <laughs> and 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 I and I will. I guess my last thing that I would say is that I really, I'm I wholeheartedly was a, an absolute pleasure to help. And but beyond that, you really it was a gift to me to be able to help. So it, I I cannot state enough that like it it was. Uh, wow. If if you've ever been in a situation where your mind is is kind of Playing tricks on you, and and to be able to snap out of that in a, in a very quick and efficient way, it happened because of my interaction with you, and uh, and you were brought into my sphere of 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 experience that morning because I believe that that the universe was talking to me, and and uh, and it was a huge help to me. And so you never know in accepting help and and being a gracious. A recipient of help, you don't know how you might actually be also helping the person that you yeah. think is only giving, you know, which is, it was exactly the case in this instance. Um, so, yeah, and I'm really proud of you. That's awesome that you learned to ride the bike. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn, all right. She learned to ride the bike. That's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. I was so excited. I was wondering if I would um, bump into you because it was early in the week. Yeah. When we were parted, when we parted ways, I had thought, I wonder if I'll see her again, um, and I didn't. And and then at a certain point, through all of the things that happened, you know, so many experiences, and you kind of oh. uh, forget them, you know. And um, yeah. and the funny thing, the funny thing was, uh, the picture that I just posted on Facebook of myself was taken that morning, and it was before <laughs> meeting you because I was still in a very awkward place and i was looking at the larry uh, uh, harvey um uh shrine and a man came up and asked if he could take my picture and i was like "Uh, yeah you can take my picture but i can pose for you like you you uh, you're welcome to take a picture though and Uh instead we just started talking and then through the talking he would take pictures here and there and and i for i forgot about that until he sent them to me and he had just sent them to me and so then you asked huh. me, send me a picture from the playa. And it was actually, I'm out, this is a picture from that morning, actually. And so... It, because it was I wasn't sharing sure it for you. <laughs> yeah, it was all very interesting how it unfolded and all of those things. I And I don't have very many. I don't take pictures at Burning Man. Uh, I did my second year and never since and never before. And uh, so to get pictures every once in a while like this is a real treat. And, and so it ended up being that I documented that morning in more than one way, you know, and it, it happened uh, so that, that these experiences were meant to be relived. And I think you're absolutely right that that you you have a wonderful uh, talent for writing, I will also say. And I think that, that the way that you expressed it was, so captivating and so relatable to so many people, and, and I think really did capture a lot of the spirit. And and that was your gift also to all of the people who read it. You know. Yeah. Oh wow! I
1: didn't uh, realize I that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Thank you very much uh for for uh asking us to be here tonight. And and, and actually, Mars, I'm going to LA this weekend, as you know. So hopefully, we'll get a chance to uh, meet again in person.
1: Why not? I'll be on my bike. Yeah.
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah find,
0: find, for, from, find the Philippine lady biking <laughs> on Venice Beach. Yeah. yeah. At, at, yeah. At, at, yeah. at full that, speed. Be... <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll probably get a ticket.
0: <laughs> okay, guys, this, this has been great. I'm so appreciative for you uh, finding the time to do this from East Coast to West Coast. Oh, um, wow. This is beautiful. Um, I'm sure uh, we're gonna reach a lot of uh, people and make a lot of people happy with all these nice messages and beautiful story. So um, uh, I think this this is it for now. Thank you very
2: much, okay. Jeff. Thank, thank you very much. much.
1: You. Mars. Hey, Jeff. Thank you again. I'll see you.
2: Uh you're welcome. Okay, we'll see you soon.
1: Yeah, Jorge. Thank you very much.
2: Yeah, thank okay. you. Okay, Jorge. Good good night. You guys have a good night. Yeah.
0: Good night.
2: Bye-bye.
0: What a great story. And how nice and connected and wise and amazing are Mars and Jeff uh, by sharing it with us. Please, if you have a story of Playa Magic or how living a 10 principle lifestyle in the default world make things better for you and your community, reach out go to playaprovides.com, email me at podcast at gmail.com and let's find a way to produce this story and share it uh, to continue spreading these positive messages. Stay tuned for more content coming up very soon and remember, everything about Burning Man sucks except Burning Man.